0: Welcome to Progressive News Network Sunday show. I'm Janine Moloff, your producer and host. We're going to get right into it this afternoon. Um, If you saw the advert, it's pretty obvious. It says GOP racism is neo-Nazism, and the evidence is clear. And then I go into, you know, how I'm going to discuss the blatant growth of Nazism in conservative ranks. It's evidenced in the ranks of our military and police nationwide. We witness it on school boards and the governor's mansion. It is rampant throughout the GOP. That's not to say that all Republicans are racists or Nazis. Unfortunately, those Republicans who remain silent to this hostile takeover by actual Nazis are complicit. I'll discuss the intersectional nature of racism to nazism going back to the infamous nuremberg laws of the hitler era i'll then link this discussion to the epidemic of anti-crt laws critical race theory which actively seek to permanently censor our teachers and then of course i'm going to present our jackass of the week award and we have a very special jackass this way no less than a united states senator Uh, in the GOP, but let's get on with the show, as the saying goes. So, the neo-Nazis of the GOP have gone mainstream. Now, there's been a statistic floating around newsrooms and political lobbyist offices and advisors, which states that approximately one in every four Americans believe that it's time to take up arms and pursue a violent overthrow of the government. Now. Some of those calling for violence also push the need for a, quote, new civil war. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears> there <throat> we go with the coughing again. I would argue there's nothing new about a civil war here in the United States. It's not new. It's just, in my opinion, that the old civil war of 1860 never truly ended. It just merely morphed into the evil, foul politics of Jim Crow and the lynch mobs. What the world witnessed on January 6, 2020 was the rise of the 21st century confederacy and nothing more. So what does the racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, religious bigotry, and all these other bigotries of the neo-Confederacy have to do with Nazism. It turns out everything. The Nazism of Adolf Hitler was actually all about racism. The genocide of 6 million Jews was about racism as a group. Jews like myself were considered a mud race, a.k.a. mixed race. Hitler was looking to make Germany an Aryan nation of all-white, blonde, blue-eyed people. The neo-confederacy, as I call it, of the GOP is no different. Now, while there are some that will argue that there are some nice, in air quotes, Trump enthusiasts or some nice, again in air quotes, Republicans, uh, I countered with, I counter that those statements—they're not just wrong; they're foolish. How many of these alleged nice Republicans? turned a deaf ear and a blind eye to the Nazism Trump Trump promoted and continues to promote. The fact is, silence is complicity. Now, this report will discuss the ongoing Nazism of the GOP and the attempted cover-ups of this evil movement. My first document comes from Newsweek. Um, The headline, it, it was published July 14th, so about a week ago. Ten days ago, rather, the headline is "House Republicans All Vote Against Neo-Nazi Probe of Military and Police," and it was written by Ewan, Ewan. I guess it's Ewan Palmer. So this was published on July 14th, and apparently that day, I guess, the House approved an amendment to what's called the National Defense Authorization Act, or the NDAA. Now. The NDAA is something they have to approve every year. It's what funds the military, period. A lot of times, though, inside the NDAA are a lot of other stuff that doesn't belong there. All right? So, but this year, they added this, which I think does belong. Now, this amendment would demand, and com- not just demand, it would compel government officials to, quote, prepare a report on combating white supremacists and neo, neo-Nazi activity in the police and military, end quote. So the vote, it succeeded in a 218 to 208 party line vote that, that, that Wednesday, the week of the 14th. And every single Republican, including uh, Liz Cheney, voted against it. Now, this is also referred to as the Schneider Amendment, okay, because the um, representative that uh, first suggested it, (coughs) excuse me, uh, was Representative Schneider. So this amendment demands that the FBI, as well as the Department of Homeland Security and the Secretary of Defense, there, they will be required, if it gets through the Senate and the President of Sciences, according to this, they would be required to publish a report that not only identifies white supremacists and neo-Nazis, but really sets out ways to combat the growth of these ideologies. And to combat what they call, well, quote, white supremacist and neo-Nazi activity in the uniformed services and law enforcement agencies, Uh, not later than 180 days after enactment and every six months thereafter, end quote. And that was also documented by Newsweek, Uh, the reason they included law enforcement. Newsweek had done a story about an assistant police chief who was disciplined. He had an obvious Nazi insignia on his office door and he made Holocaust jokes. Don't tell me that didn't influence law enforcement. Of course it did. The amendment also demands that the total number of people um, they need the total number of people who were discharged either from the police or from the military because of links to or support for far-right extremism to be published so we know who these people are as documented by Newsweek. (coughs) Sorry, folks. The amendment... Also states, quote, that the report the government is being asked to write should detail how agency leaders responded to planned or effectuated incidents connected to white supremacist or neo-Nazi activity, end quote. And that was as based, as documented by a report in the Hill. Um, There was a tweet from New Jersey Democratic Congressman Bill Pascrell after the amendment was passed. And he said, quote, we just voted to combat neo-Nazis in our military. Every single Republican voted no, end quote. Uh, Schneider, Representative Schneider was also on the floor, and he discussed how the U.S. had seen really a huge surge in domestic extremist incidents. including in 2017 the Neo-Nazi Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville that we now refer to as Charlottesville, as well as the mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh the next year in 2018. Um, Schneider also highlighted a report that was published in May from the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency, and the report was entitled, quote, The Insider Threat and Extremist Activity Within the DOD, end quote. DoD being Department of Defense, and it provides—I'm <coughs> sorry, folks—it provides detailed examples of various people in the military that have been found out to hold these type of extremist views. Okay, um, to go further on this. Schneider was quoted as saying, quote, such behavior, such extremism is a threat to us in all segments of society. There is no reason to believe that our military is any different. He goes on to say, quote, there are exceptions. They are rare, but we must do everything we can to identify them and to support them before risks become a reality, end quote. And this is very true. We're not talking about somebody who, you know, Sounds like Archie Bunker. We're talking about something far worse. We're talking about people that want to be able to commit heinous acts of violence against communities of color, against religious minorities. By religious minorities, I mean non-Christians, translation, Muslims and Jews, and anyone else that falls in that category. They want to be able to commit acts of violence against uppity women who aren't subservient to the church and to their men you know, and by subservient, I mean like, you know, back in the Middle Ages. Um, These people want to be, they want to set up a white supremacist, white Christian nation. And these are the people who believe in white Jesus, okay? Forget the fact that Jesus could never have been white. There is no way historically that Jesus could have had silky blonde hair, blue eyes, and look like Brad Pitt when he was younger. Not possible. in actuality, Jesus probably looked more like Colin Kaepernick. But, you know, the Republicans won't let that deter them. Arizona Republican Congressman Andy Biggs spoke out against the amendment. He described it, quote, as Orwellian in nature. Biggs went on to say, quote, This amendment attempts to create a problem where none exists by requesting investigations into law enforcement and the armed services for alleged rampant white supremacy or white national sympathies, end quote. It's not alleged, Mr. Biggs. It's real. We saw it on January 6th. We saw it in Charlottesville. What more do you But You know, again, Mr. Biggs is a Trump loyalist. He likes white supremacy. He likes neo-Nazism. So, of course, he doesn't want people identified. So, anyway... There's new guidelines because of this amendment if it gets through the whole legislative process. Um, Now, there have been some new guidelines in December of 2021. uh, Before this happened, the Pentagon did issue some new guidelines, and that's documented by Newsweek, uh, regarding activities that they think qualify under the rubric of, quote, extremism. And um, this was, and they did that because there were concerns that many members of the present mil- that are presently in the military or former members of the military were involved in the January 6th insurrection. Now, the update also included supporting quote the overthrowing of the government and liking or sharing extremist views on social media end quotes from the Newsweek article. And you know, I think when you like certain extremist views like that. You can look into it, um, you know, we need to be following the people that are really committing these acts, the ringleaders, so I, I don't know. Anyway, last February, the Pentagon did, according to Newsweek, released another report, and this report did warn about how white supremacist ideology inside the military was gaining ground, quite, quite a bit actually. And the report was first obtained by roll call. And in it, there there was one case that was detailed where a Florida National Guard member uh, was part of a neo-Nazi group, and this person bragged in an online forum, um, you know, this was a forum for other white supremacists and Nazis, that quote he was quote 100% open about everything end quote, and that was concerning far-right support to whatever they wanted to do. This this person went also and said, quote, they know about it all. They love me, too, because I'm a funny guy, he wrote, end quote. I don't know. I, I don't see anything funny in Nazism, but, you know, these bigots hide behind. It's a joke. It's sarcasm. You know, it's satire. No, it's not. It's Nazism. It's the Nazism thing, stupid, as the saying goes. But let's move on. Now, I have another piece here. And... This is an older one. Well, no, it's from June of 22. I take that back. And um, let's see. This is how Patriot Front Leader Tom Rousseau was among 30, 31 that were arrested near the Idaho Pride event. Uh, it's by Natalie Colarossi. It was published June 12th, this June 12th. And it was, again, published in Newsweek. Okay and so you remember hearing about that there was this uh little i guess it was a park it was a pride event in idaho uh in what they call cordeline and these people were detained as documented by newsweek um because that what they did is they saw dozens of people they were all masked who looked quote looked looked like a little army end quote and they had riot gear that they were loading into a u-haul one of the members Well, only one, according to this, was from Idaho, according to the Idaho statesman. The rest were all from other states. Um, Rousseau came from Texas. The rest were from Arkansas, Colorado, Illinois, Oregon, South Dakota, Virginia, Washington, Wyoming. So here, this pride event they were going to cause trouble at was in Idaho. Only one of these, 31, was from Idaho. The others, they, they crossed state lines. Just like the little dude did, you know. Um, earlier, they killed two activists, um, Kyle. Ritt- just like little dude Kyle Rittenhouse did, who, you know, he was acquitted, but he still murdered two people. You know, Rittenhouse is a murderer. Period. So anyway, the Cordelline police chief, Lee White, according to Newsweek was quoted as saying, quote, they were all wearing similar attire. They had shields, shin guards, and other riot gear with them, including at least one smoke grenade. It is clear to us, based on the gear the individuals had with them, they came to riot downtown, end quote. Duh. Um, Besides having the riot gear, police said they found what they called, in quotes, paperwork. Um, And the paperwork looked eerily eerily like a military op military operations attack so each member was charged with a misdemeanor kind of conspiracy to riot so who's rasso well and he's the leader mind you okay patriot front leader tom rasso well according to the southern poverty law center tom rasso he was born in texas in 1998 how anybody this young can be so full of hate? he had to get it from home He was, before this, involved with a neo-Nazi white supremacist group called Vanguard America. Uh, He helped organize the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, okay, which led to the death of 32-year-old Heather Heyer. Remember, Charlottesville, where these young white men are all screaming, Jews will not replace us. This is the great replacement that Tucker Carlson keeps spouting off, you know. These people are so paranoid. They believe that Jews and other minorities, people of color, that they're all going to replace white Christians, which is nonsense. But once again, these are paranoid monsters we're dealing with. Okay? So after Charlottesville, Rossoe, um pushed to dissolve, to get rid of Vanguard America and rebrand it as Patriot Front okay so apparently Rousseau was smart enough he wanted a user-friendly um image okay so instead of vanguard america number patriot front and according to the southern poverty law center patriot front is quote an image-obsessed organization that rehabilitated the explicitly fascist agenda of vanguard america america with garish patriotism end quote now whether they're called vanguard america or now called patriot front this group openly advocates for a white-only state within the United States. I'm going to say that one again in case there's any doubt about what I'm saying, especially to listeners in Florida. Okay, with your Ron DeSantis or Death Santis, your Death Star governor. This group openly advocates for a separate white Whites-only state in the United States. They go on to claim that only those with European ancestry can be, could be, should be legally defined as American. They also promote that racist replacement theory. What more do you need? Now, mind you, when these people say European ancestry, they're not talking about Greeks or Italians unless you look white enough. Make no mistake about it, Mr. DeSantis himself, by their standards, eventually they'll use him, and then they'll toss his little, you know, Italian ass to the side. He's a fool. This is what they're talking about. This, what they are promoting, is the exact identical promote the, the exact identical theories. Promoted by none other than Adolf Hitler. Now, Rousseau was arrested uh, earlier in Texas in 2020, as documented by document cloud, Thomas Ryan Rousseau arrest report that Newsweek acquired. uh, And he was arrested for misdemeanor charges, apparently put up stickers on county property, whatever. What's next? Well, you know, we heard about Jolene and these people wanted to attack a pride event, and it, you know, what happened with Patriot Front that used to be Vanguard America, Patriot Front, Vanguard America, they're Nazis, okay? Got national attention. There were videos of the members wearing khaki pants, blue shirts. You know, the the fact is, some of them had shirts that read "Reclaim America." Uh, another T-shirt said "Conquerors," not thieves. And that was apparently uh, referencing the idea that white colonialists were right to violently take, according to the article, quote, apparently in reference to the belief that white colonialists were right to violently take Native American lands, end quote. Now, every single one of 31 members have been jailed, you know. So now we have an actual... um, statement, let me go back here a little bit here, from Chief White, all right, uh, and, and it was published in the Idaho Statesman. According to Chief White, quote, in my opinion, I would gladly arrest 31 individuals who are coming to riot in our city for a misdemeanor rather than have them participate in some sort of seriously disruptive event, which is exactly what they were planning in the downtown area. I don't think this would have been as successful had we not had one extremely astute citizen who saw something that looked very concerning to them and reported it to us, quote. So this is what's going on, folks. And this is what is going on in my native, in my hometown of St. Louis and here in Missouri. Uh, it's also what's going on in Florida. Okay, and your governor and your US senators are pandering to these racists, to these Nazis. That's just what they are. And to those of you that claim, well, you know, to these Trumpers that are neo-Nazis, and to those of you that claim, well, how could Donald Trump be a Nazi? I mean, his daughter married a Jew. She converted, yada, 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 newsflash. In Judaism, we don't take everyone as a convert. We just don't. The rabbis will turn you down. And unlike Christianity, if the only reason you want to convert is basically to uh, to complete a business deal, a quid pro quo, and that's exactly what Ivanka Trump did, Kushner wouldn't marry her unless she converted, that conversion of hers is not legitimate. But the rabbi that did it was notorious for these, to use Trump's word, fake conversions. And as for Kushner and his family... Uh, Guess what, Any here he is, the grandson of Holocaust victims and Holocaust survivors. Every group has their traitors, their Sonder Commandos, and he is no exception. I'm just saying. There's another report here, and this is also from Newsweek, Newsweek had a lot of stuff. And it's basically titled, um, aptly so actually, Number of Proud Boys Chapters Almost Doubled from 2020 to 2021 report. It was published back this past March of 22, written by Aaron Brady. And you have to realize what the Proud Boys and these other groups are. They'll hide behind the moniker of Western Chauvinist. And when you hear Chauvinist, they think, well, no, no. What they mean is that they're pro-European. Well then they can go live in Europe. We're not Europeans here, we're supposed to be Americans. But what they're they're hiding behind this, we're pro-Western values. Okay? Well, if any of these idiots ever studied, for instance, things like algebra, play chess, those didn't come from the West. Those came from basically the Muslims at the height of the Islamic Empire while people in the West were still banging animals in the head and trying to eat them raw. Okay, that's a bit extreme, but you get the drift here. When they say they're for pro-Western values, they're using code words. This is bigot code for they want a totally white state. And guess what? It doesn't matter how pale you look. If you are a Jew, Even if you are a Trumper all the way, Sheldon Adelson would have been thrown into the concentration camp along with the progressives. They would have taken his money, smiled to his face, and thrown him in anyway. When they say all white, they mean no Jews, no Muslims, no nothing. Wake up, people. Now, the report was quoted here. Uh, quote, rather than demonstrating a decline in the power of the far right, the dropping numbers of organized, and anti- organized hate and anti-government groups suggest that the extremist ideas that mobilize them now operate more openly in the political mainstream, end quote. Uh, the report went on to say how the Proud Boys described themselves as, quote, a pro-Western fraternal organization for men who refuse to apologize for creating the modern world a.k.a. Western chauvinist. end quote. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center called them out and said, look, these beliefs include those, they're, they're white supremacists, they're Islamophobic, and they're misogynistic, okay? And Western show, though the West were not the only people that helped create the modern world. It's just not true, okay? Okay. Um, you know, this is, it, it's gotten out of hand, but this is their, this is why we need to teach the truth about history, and history should make you uncomfortable. So, anyway, the, you know, the report basically says that groups like the Proud Boys have become mainstream enough in local communities, even though previously they were created in small towns, okay? Um the Southern Poverty Law Center explained, quote, in the aftermath of January 6th, they shifted their efforts to local politics, focusing especially on COVID safety protocols and school curricula. Hard right organizations disrupted school board and city council meetings around the country and in the process created space for more extreme and bigoted voices, end quote. And we're seeing that. I see it in my my home state of Missouri where we have a state attorney general, Eric Schmidt, who's also running for word one senate seat who is a COVID denialist um he's anti-crt apparently mr schmidt must have failed constitution 101 in law school you know and and apparently mr schmidt thinks he knows more than actual scientists and medical physicians all right Mr. Schmidt is also a leading figure in RAGA, the Republican Attorney General's Association. He helped to spearhead the Stop the Steal court cases, where out of 62 cases, they lost 61. You know, once again, this is what we're dealing with here, and they're focusing on these splinter issues. And, and you know, people, especially you people in Florida, because you you just love censoring books, apparently. Anti-CRT laws are unconstitutional. Teachers also have First Amendment free speech rights, and you don't relinquish those rights just because you obtain your credential and walk into school out. It doesn't work that way. If you don't like a full curricula, you are fine. You can certainly send your children to a private school, a religious school, or homeschool. them. You still have to pay your damn taxes. Public schools both represent the public, which is more diverse. You're just wrong. And as for the COVID denialist crap, nobody has the right to infect others with a potential death sentence. And the vaccines, no, the vaccines are not poison. I've heard a few friends say that, and I I just can't believe the level of stupidity, all right? You know, I have chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. I was diagnosed over 25 years ago. I'm 62, and I'm going to tell you right now, I've had two vaccines and two boosters. It wasn't poison. All of this is still tied to the racism and Nazism of these groups. These are their excuses, because they need an excuse to disguise thinly what they really want to do, and what they really want is a race and religious war where the only people that will have rights are white Christians, specifically white Christian men, and no one else. In fact, I'll go further. Straight white Christian men. No one else will have rights. The rest of us will be slaves. That's what they're after. And apparently, Proud Boys chapters are increasing. Um, This is crazy. But, you know, once again, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, again, Newsweek, they did an article again in March. The headline, Anti-Semitic Propaganda, rose 27% in the U.S. last year, group says, by Aaron McDade. And this group, they quoted, was the Anti-Defamation League. Okay. You know, we talked last week about a school district in, I think it was Colleyville, Texas. And there was a new school member, and I remember her name was Tammy Nakamura, which is and the ironic part is Ms. Mrs. Nakamura's, her husband is a physician. He is Japanese-American. And I guess he's fine with her politics. It, 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 you know, they have children together. It, it confuses me. But she is totally anti-CRT. She's going after especially black teachers. They fired a black principal. Get this. In part, according to Nakamura, Tammy Nakamura, that is, because he was married to a white woman, but he she's married to an Asian man. That would be illegal according to the old anti miscongenation laws as well. And then she, uh, Miss Tam, Tammy, said she had a list of teachers that are just poisoned in the district. No proof. She illegally got into teachers' personnel records. This is what's really going down. What the ADL is saying is not is not out of line at all. Okay. And according to Jonathan Greenblatt, the Anti-Defamation League CEO, quote, white supremacists more frequently are resorting to hate propaganda as a tactic to spread their noxious ideas and recruit new membership. It's particularly disturbing that at a time when violent anti-Semitic assaults are on the rise, these groups are dialing up their hateful rhetoric against Jews and canvassing entire communities with hate literature. This is an alarming tread that needs to be checked now, end quote. And, the reason I mentioned Tammy nakamura it's not just her, but then also there was another school district, I think it was also in texas they, it was the East Side elementary school, and they created a new uh logo for their their school and it was because you know they' their mascots an eagle, and it was it was so obviously a nazi symbol. It just was, and we're going to be talking about it on another show. Now, mind you, there was a synagogue across the street from this elementary school, and when they politely pointed this out to the principal, she, you know, a decent person would have, even if they weren't embarrassed, would at least pretended to be embarrassed, and they would have said something like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, that was not our intention. We will correct it. We will issue a public apology, etc." None of that happened. Instead, that elementary school principal said, "Well," That wasn't our intent. You know, that's the equivalent of saying, I'm sorry your interpretation was that, like you're the one that's crazy. It was obvious. They're getting more and more blatant. And the only way that you stop people like this is to let them know. You, you can't stop it by just saying, we're going to talk to you. No, they have to understand that the Second Amendment is for all of us. And all of us that are targets of these racist neo-nazis we need to avail ourselves of the second amendment do everything legal i'm not promoting anything illegal but we have rights to obtain guns as well and ammunition and learn how to be expert shots and let these people know we won't start it but we do invoke our right to self-defense if necessary that's the only thing these cowards understand now According to this report, there are three groups um, that were responsible for 91% of this anti-Semitic activity. They were Patriot Front, New Jersey European Heritage Association, and Folkish Resistance Movement, which was formerly known as Folks Front. And the Texas-based Patriot Front was allegedly responsible for 82% of the incidents. So, again, once again, bad things come out of Texas. The mispronunciation was quite intentional. All right. Now, Oren Siegel is the vice president of the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism, and Siegel was quoted as saying the following, quote, anti-Semitic and racist propaganda has shock value but limits the risk of, individuals, of individual extremist exposure. It's disturbing that white supremacists and anti-Semites can mobilize supporters quickly to target neighborhoods in multiple states. This activity is more coordinated than ever before, often incubated and amplified online, and communities need to be prepared. And according to this, Pennsylvania saw the highest number of white supremacist incidents that were reported with 473, followed by Virginia, 375, Texas 327, Massachusetts 272, and Washington State 228. Um, the Anti-Defamation League has what they call a heat, map, heat, a heat map, and the acronym HEAT stands for Hate, Extremism, anti-semitism, Anti-Semitism, and Terrorism, and it shows individual incidents across the U.S. and where the highest concentrations of these incidents actually occur. Um, you know, And a lot of the propaganda revolves around current events, January 6th. Ashley Babbitt, the Capitol rioter who was killed by police. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, the little murderer. Um, and the report states that there are examples on the flyers as documented by the ADL. Um, the first month of 2022 had multiple high profile anti-Semitic events. Um, there was a California neighborhood where anti-Semitic messages were distributed. And that's this document of my Newsweek, another string of incidents, uh, everything from assaults to vandalism, so much so that New York Police Department's Hate Crimes Task Force opened an investigation. Okay, and you can find additional information. Now, now the link between racists and Nazis, which are what I call potato, potato, they're the same thing. Make no mistake about it. So, for instance, if you are um, Hispanic, Latina, Asian, from the Middle East, if you're anything other than white and you think you're a Christian, understand these people will smile to your face, they'll use you, and then they'll go after you later because they don't consider you to be a Christian. They believe in white Jesus, not the actual Jesus. These are the people that believe in white Jesus. They believe in the prosperity gospel. So that if you are a minority or you're lower income, it must be because you're a bad person. This is the nonsense. So uh, this is a piece. It's actually um, from the, I think it was a history channel, and uh, history.com. And it was written by Becky Little. And it was titled, How the Nazis Were Inspired by Jim Crow. A lot of Americans don't realize this, including American Jews. But they were called the Nuremberg Laws. And they start, they passed them in, in 1935. Um, Nazi Germany passed these, these two laws that were engineered to discriminate against a specific population. There was the Reich Citizenship Law. That was one. And the second local law was the law the protection of german blood and german honor now these were the nuremberg laws and they provided the ersatz legal groundwork to persecute torture and eventually murder jews okay make no mistake about a lot of american jews wrongfully believed this was all about religion it wasn't see the diaspora where jews left the middle east and traveled you know, through Europe. We were the dark ones. There weren't many people of color in Europe at the time. And we were kept segregated. And, you know, it wasn't just Nazi Germany. You know, in England and throughout most of Europe, Jews were not allowed to own land. They were uh, not allowed to, like, open a little shop. The only thing open to them was money changing and a few other little things or getting an education and becoming a professional. There was nothing else. They did everything they could to starve us out. It was very similar to what blacks went through here. Just wasn't, and and again, the reason being, we weren't white enough. Now, they used the whole big lie about Judaism as well. There's a lot of slander there, but... That's what a big part of it was. And these Nuremberg Laws definitely traced into that. Um, the first thing the Nazis did was to disenfranchise Jewish citizens and strip them of their citizenship. Okay? And where did the Nazis and Hitler get their ideas? From the United States and the law, the Jim Crow Laws. In fact, according to James Q. Whitman, who is um, with the Yale Law School, He was the author of a book called Hitler's American Model. And according to Professor Whitman, quote, America in the early 20th century was the leading racist jurisdiction in the world. Uh, Nazi lawyers, as a result, were interested in and looked very closely at and were ultimately influenced by American race law, end quote. And the Nazis really admired the Jim Crow laws. But get this, the Nazis decided that the Jim Crow laws didn't go far enough. Okay, Again, according to Professor Whitman, quote: one of the most striking Nazi views was that Jim Crow was a suitable racist program in the United States because American blacks were already oppressed and poor. But then in Germany, by contrast, were the Jews as the Nazis imagined it, were rich and powerful, It was necessary to take more severe measures. Okay, so what did they do? So the Nazis were really more interested in how the United States um designated native americans and other groups as non-citizens okay even though they lived in the US and these models influenced the citizenship portion of the nuremberg laws uh, jewish germans were classified as as nationals they, they were they, lost, they were stripped of their citizenship stripped of the right to vote all of it um, and then they did carry into the anti-miscongenation laws, which you know, which criminalized interracial marriages. Uh, again, according to Professor Whitman, quote, America had by a wide margin the harshest law of this kind. In particular, some of the state laws threatened severe criminal punishment for interracial marriage. That was something radical Nazis were very eager to do in Germany as well, end quote. I wonder if Clarence Thomas is listening, you know? So... Again, the Jews were viewed as a different race. That's why they banned marriages between Jews and Aryans, in other words, white Christians, okay? And again, where did the Nazis get their inspiration? The United States. That's where the connection between racism and Nazism came from, baby. Again, Professor Whitman of none other than a little place called the Yale Law School said the following, quote, connected with these anti miscegenation laws was a great deal of American jurisprudence of how to classify who belonged to which race. Now, in the United States, it was one drop, that if you had one drop of black blood, you were legally black, and you couldn't marry a white person. The laws in the United States also define what made a person Asian or Native American. The Nuremberg Laws came with a system as well, which allowed them to criminalize marriage and criminalized sex between Jewish and Aryan, Aryan being white Christian uh, people. But it wasn't the one drop row. It was basically you were a Jewish person if you had three or more Jewish grandparents. Okay, And that is documented by the U.S. Holocaust Museum. Uh, Whitman goes on to say that means that, quote, American racial classification law was much harsher than anything the Nazis themselves were willing to introduce in Germany, end quote. Um, And this, even our American heroes, you know, native to St. Louis, Charles Lindbergh, he was a rabid Nazi. According to he accepted a swastika medal, according to New York Magazine, from the Nazi party in 1938. So, you know, once again, the United States really... You know, they weren't too eager to get the war. You know, our, our, our national dialogue is that, oh, Americans wanted to fight Nazis. It's not really true. It wasn't until we were attacked. Prior to that, no, Americans really didn't care. In fact, in the early 1930s, there's American eugenicists, which are people that believe that various races are different and some are superior and others are inferior. They welcome these Nazi ideas and republished the propaganda Um, once we were attacked and finally we entered the war. But keep in mind, black American troops, when they went to war to fight for the U.S., they picked up on how how similar the Nazi regime and the Jim Crow regime were. And for that, they confronted them with what they call a double Z campaign. And that's according to pbs.org, African Americans, many rivers to cross history. What was America's double war? And, you know, what was Double V's campaign, you know, what was their goal? You know, obviously they wanted to defeat the Nazis, but they wanted to defeat Jim Crow as well. And I I totally agree with them. So, you know, once again, when you're talking about racism, when you're talking about um, Jim Crow, it is Nazism. Racism in the US and Nazism abroad, it's the same thing. There is no difference. <clears throat> A little bit of water. And now we see in the Republican Party, there are certain Republicans that are openly neo-Confederates, neo-Nazis that are winning elections. Um, there's a, a Republican race, a Republican primary for Maryland Attorney General. And um, Michael Perutka is a neo-Confederate, neo-Nazi activist, and he won. And according, according to this piece from HuffPost, uh, Perutka is, quote, a Christian nationalist extremist who has refused to disavow a white supremacist group to which he once belonged. This piece ran in Huffington Post, published July 20th by Christopher Mathias. And Peruta, you know, he won the Republican primary to become the Maryland Attorney General. He is a neo-Confederate activist, according to this. Um, he was formerly an Anne Arundel County County Council member. He'll face Anthony Brown in November, the Democrat. Uh, and he stands up for his extremism. Um, there was some documentation in a uh, Vice News profile um, that, quote, Perutka is part of a growing Christian nationalist coalition that's tightening its grip, grip on the GOP. He believes lawmakers should take a biblical worldview and apply it to civil law and government, end quote. Um, so what does it mean in practice that Perutka uh, would refuse to accept maryland's law that protects the right to an abortion he also said he'd refuse to accept a supreme court ruling protecting same-sex marriage quote according to perica quote that's not law it can't be law because it violates god's law end quote and this is a quote from an event just this past month and even though he's an attorney apparently he never learned much about the first amendment which the First Amendment does specify a separation of church and state. It says quite clearly, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That part, respecting an establishment of religion. That's saying separation of church and state. Duh. It's right there. There's no religious test for government or for our laws, period. But... Faridka did a 2014 blog post, Um, I believe it ran, let's see, it was mentioned in the Washington Post. He described the separation of church and state as, quote, the great lie, Uh, end quote. Again in 2014, he was pushing to dismantle public education. He denounced public education, according to the Washington Post, as, quote, the 10th plank in the Communist Manifesto, end quote. These people even know what communism is? Seriously. You know, when they say communism or socialism, they're so anti that they're confusing that with totalitarian dictatorship, which is what they want. Communism and socialism, uh, in theory, are economic systems that would affect the rich most evidently. Um a dictatorship is what would strip people of their rights. They're not, you know, what Russia has in terms of communism isn't really communism. They have an oligarchy and a totalitarian dictatorship. They're not really a communist nation. They just have thieves in charge. But, you know, once again, if you're a Republican, you don't have to, obviously, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to look any further than the the lunacy than the lunatic and stupid ramblings of Herschel Walker, for instance, or Donald Trump. You don't have to be smart to be a Republican and win. You don't have to um, be a decent person. In fact, the more vile you are, the better. That's how far they descended. Uh, In 2002, according to Vice, uh, Perica gave a speech to this group that's known as a racist organization called League of the South. And in this speech, Peruka claimed that he was, quote, still angry that Maryland did not succeed from the Union during the Civil War. I'm going to say that one again and let it soak in. This guy who just won the Republican primary for Maryland Attorney General gave a speech in front of a racist organization called the League of the South in 2002 where he said he was, quote, still angry that Maryland did not succeed from the Union during the Civil War, end quote. Jesus, what is wrong? Don't get me started. Okay, Peru also served on the board of that same group, the League of the South. And what does the League of the South stand for? They believe that today's southern states, according to this article, they believe, quote, that today's southern states should succeed from the U.S., end quote. And he was on the board of this group from 2012 to 2014. Okay? Um, The same year, in 2012, Michael Hill was president of the League of the South. And Mr. Hill wrote that, quote, the cold facts of history tell us that blacks have never created anything approximating a civilization in the Western sense of the term, end quote. Hill had previously written uh, that the League of the South, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, that the League of the South supported, quote, a return to a political and social system based on kith and kin rather than an impersonal state wedded to the idea of the universal rights of man. At its core is a European population, end quote. Now, Mr. Hill is being mentioned in this article because even though Peruka left the organization, that he was on the board of between 2012 and 2014. He left the group in 2014 when he ran for his county council seat. But Vice also noted that Perica has steadfastly refused to disavow or denounce the League of the South. Even after the president of the League of the South, Mr. Hill, pledged in 2016 to be a, quote, white supremacist, a racist, an anti-Semite, a homophobe, a xenophobe, an Islamophobe, and any other sort of phobe that benefits my people, so help me God, end quote. Even after the head of that group, Mr. Hill, made that statement, Peruca refused to denounce the group. And then the group was involved in the Charlottesville uh, attack, if you will, Perutka refused to denounce them still. Perutka refused to denounce the group even during this latest bid in the primary to become Maryland's Attorney General. Okay. What more do you need? Do you need the hand you know, the writing on the wall, proverbial what writing on the wall, what? And now, just when you think you've heard enough, the most damning, you know, just when we were led to believe that there are Republicans who believe in democracy, like like Liz Cheney. They too. Now, Liz Cheney, she you know she is the uh, co-chair of the January 6th Commission. Good for her. She's doing her job. You would think, okay, then she'd be fine with the idea of an amendment that would, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, investigating. Um, suspected white supremacists and neo Nazis in uniform, both in the military and in our police ranks. Right? Well, Liz Cheney also voted against investigating white su- suspected white supremacists and neo Nazis. So there's this piece from Salon by Chauncey DeVega. It was published a few a few days ago, two days ago. Um, the headline is Why won't Republicans investigate white supremacists in uniform? We know why. Every House Republican, including Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, voted to ignore far-right extremists in uniform. See, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) and Kinzinger is the other Republican on the January 6th committee. And while what they're doing is difficult, they're braving a lot of threats from their own party, let's put this in perspective. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, are doing their duty. They're not heroes. They're doing their duty as mandated by law when they take that oath of office. Every Republican that refused to cooperate has broken their oath of office. Let's put it in perspective because the calculus for this, for what we expect from our office holders, has just sunk so low that we're creating heroes out of people because they do the least that they have to do to to obey their oath of office and nothing more you know and, and let's say tax too if trump and the others go down kinzinger and cheney at least have done their duty they don't want to go to jail And I think there are some Republicans that will wind up going to jail because I believe they were involved in it and they plotted to overthrow the government, my opinion. So, you know, we've always had racist, when I say racist, Nazis, they're the same thing. It's always been there, all right? People, communities of color know this just far too well. If you're a religious minority and you don't look quite white enough, you know, you know it too usually it's more subtle. It's more, you get asked the asinine question, what nationality are you? I'm American. What they're really asking is, are you white enough? That's what they're asking. But it's always been there. But, you know, in recent decades, these bigots, these Nazis, if you will, hid behind bigot code. You know, these coded language, it gave enough Plausible deniability, no, we were just joking. You have no sense of humor. They weren't joking, okay? Now, with the rise of Trump and Trumpism, he has made being blatantly and openly a Nazi socially acceptable. That's it. That's what's happening. So last week, this amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, which would demand that any and all suspected white supremacists and neo-Nazis in both the military and in our police departments nationwide would be investigated and it would be addressed because you know that's what we should be doing every single member of the every single republican in the house of representatives all 208 of them including adam kinzinger And Liz Cheney voted against investigating white supremacists and neo-Nazi activity in the military and our police forces. Period. That's it. Uh, New Jersey Democrat uh, Representative Bill Pesquerel Jr. again tweeted, quote, we just voted to combat neo-Nazis in our military and every single Republican voted No. Okay. What more do you need? Um, The the author of this article asked anti-racism activist and author Tim Wise for his reaction to this vote. As documented by Salon. Quote, according to Wise, as usual, the modified GOP has shown its true colors. Unwilling to openly condemn or investigate white supremacists and nationalists in the military, despite warnings that these are becoming significant problems among the enlisted. Why? Because too many of their base endorse those ideologies or at the very least are comfortable with them. To condemn white racism is to condemn huge swaths of their voter base. It literally puts their electability in question. It would be like a Democrat announcing they were for segregation, only please note. The difference between Democrats and Republicans is that being for segregation and racism gets you in trouble if you're a Democrat. Being against Nazism and racism sinks you as a Republican. Mr. Mr. Wise went on to say, meanwhile, their inaction, in other words, the Republicans, the refusal, their inaction puts the nation at risk. Racists admit they are targeting such folks for recruitment because they want battle-tested, or at least trained, soldiers for their race war. Neglecting to investigate this issue proves that the GOP cares nothing for national security and only for their own reactionary base of neo-fascists. And that is the God's honest truth. Keep in mind, in the early days, as Hitler started to rise, one of the things they did behind the scenes was ignore the brown shirts they were literally putting the criminals in charge. This is no different. Another expert, David Nywert, I guess I'm saying that right, he's supposed to be a leading expert on right-wing extremism. He highlights this, what he calls an incremental creep of the Republican Party slide, you know, along the slide down the rabbit hole of white supremacy and neo-Nazism. According to Nyward, quote, this vote in the House is really just the latest action cementing the Republican Party's ardent embrace of the same right-wing extremism that overtook the Capitol on January 6th. The GOP now openly and undeniably defends the politics of sedition and insurrection and has become a fundamentally anti-democratic entity. At some point, Americans who believe in democracy need to awaken to this reality and treat it with the deadly seriousness it deserves. But it's escaping our notice because it's happening brick by brick. The Republican Party's refusal to support efforts to de-radicalize the U.S. military and federal law enforcement is part of a much larger pattern. The right-wing movement is working to end America's multiracial democracy and replace it with a pseudo-democratic, Christian fascist plutocracy where a small minority of wealthy white men and their allies will rule over American society without resistance or challenge. In the local, national, and state elections across the country, various kinds of right-wing extremists are seeking office as Republicans. They understand today's Republican Party to be their natural home, end quote. And this goes hand-in-hand hand with the great replacement theory where liar Tucker Carlson keeps pushing. They talk about global elites. They talk about Bolsheviks. That's big a code for Jews. Make no mistake about it. And this has influence. And these, these beliefs were actually uh, expressed by mass murderers in Buffalo, El Paso, Pittsburgh, and Oveidi. Make no mistake about it. White Republican voters, according to this article, believe that white people are the real victims of racism. Because, once again, you have people that they want to believe they're the best. All right? They are childish. And they won't accept responsibility. That's it. And the fact is, these right-wing extremists and paramilitary groups, especially the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, they were very important in Trump's plot, to overthrow the election. In fact, according to this article, in practice, quote, these groups function as Trump's personal stormtroopers on January 6th and hope to go much further during the reign of terror that might have followed his seizure of power after nullifying the results of the 2020 election, end quote. Jen Budd was quoted. Jen Budd is a former patrol and intelligence agent with the US Border Patrol um, and, a. According to Jen Budd, the following, quote, On January 6th, our democracy was almost overthrown, not just by radicalized white Americans, but also by many in Congress who are Republican leaders. Democrats are trying to investigate and prevent future acts of terrorism with the very people who took part in the coup. The threat of terrorism is coming not just from white nationalists outside, but from within the government itself. We should not be surprised by any of this. The largest federal police forces are CBP, Border Patrol, and ICE. They are literally based in white nationalist ideology as they are constantly looking for people who quote, don't belong to deport them, i.e. black and brown bodies. The entire reason political leaders have militarized our borders is to keep those people out while opening the door for white migrants like the Ukrainians. The truth is that both sides created these agencies to enforce the laws that ensure white supremacy it is difficult to address white nationalism and terrorism when our entire system is based on that ideology," end quote. Hmm. They quoted Stephanie Fogget, who is a resident fellow at the Soufan Center, and she noted that domestic terrorism, quote, has been recognized as a top national security priority by law enforcement. Okay. These extremist groups are dangerous. They want to overthrow our democracy. Make no mistake about it. In fact, today's mainstream Republican Party, the conservatives, that is, they, they're fine with this. All right? CPAC, you know, which is for conservatives, they held a gathering in Hungary, according to Salon, last May. And it drew far-right figures from all over Europe, neo-Nazis. And Viktor Orban will be a featured guest at the next T-TAC gathering in Dallas later this year. So, conclusion. Put bluntly, the GOP is the party of the neo-Confederacy and neo-Nazism, period. Even those who have demonstrated some modicum of allegiance to rule of law, such as Liz Cheney, as serving as co-chair for the January 6th committee, and Adam Kinzinger, the other Republican on the committee, do not deserve to be elevated to hero status. Cheney and Kinzinger are merely doing the minimum of their actual duty. Unfortunately, we have come to accept criminal negligence and blatant malfeasance coming from the GOP. That Cheney looks like a hero using this very low calculus in plain terms both liz cheney and adam kissinger are not heroes they are fulfilling their constitutional obligation on the committee and nothing more i'm just going to say it in my opinion there are no nice republicans and certainly no nice trump enthusiasts with the exception of maybe the intellectually challenged who possess iqs which are not in the three digits there are no excuses remaining silent excuse me, remaining silent in the face of neo nazism is being complicit. It is being a racist Nazi. Those of you who remain silent are the worst kind of coward as you calmly allow others to do the dirty work for you. Or to borrow words from the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., quote, history will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this period of social transition was not the strident clamor of the bad people, but the appalling silence of the good people. End quote. And that is our show for this week. Now hold on a second because we have to get to our Jackass of the Year of the Jackass of the Week award. So I'm gonna to go to my sound effects. Give me a second here folks. This is a very special jackass right now. Um, in fact, he his home is Missouri. Give me a second here. All right, here we go. Now it's time for our Jackass of the Week Award. There we go. Waiting, waiting. Don't you love technology? Come on now. Don't be bashful. Good guy. Come on. Jack. It's the Jackass of the Week report! This week we have a very special jackass, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, running like Chicken Little on January 6th. You remember Josh Hawley? He pretends to be a tough guy. He did the fist bump in front of the insurrectionists. But then when it became clear that those insurrectionists were looking to kill just about anybody got in their way, he ran. I saw a cartoon and basically, they took, uh, it must have been the scene from, um, uh, oh, gosh, what was that movie? Uh, Forrest Gump, where he's running, you know, with the checkered shirt on. Run, Forrest, run. Except they put implanted Josh Hawley's face on. Run, Joshy, run. I've seen other memes where Hawley's car is portrayed as the yellow chicken mobile. Now, Josh Hawley got in front of Turning Point USA and he said he wasn't going to apologize for siding with the racists, the neo-Nazis. He was going to stand tough. Yeah, well, Joshy stood about as tough as Chicken Little. And for that and so many other things, Josh Hawley is our Jackass of the Week. Congratulations, little Joshy. All righty. Anyway. That is our report for this week. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, We will be talking more about what's happening in local elections, local school boards, things of that nature, because they want to make sure that our public schools are dumbed down and are propaganda factories, and we cannot allow that. So with that, I say good night, and God bless us.